Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, money, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. I'm your host, John Anthony. And I'm Mark Singh. And today we're going to be talking about red flags from women. And now we're going to end on a positive note with a few green flags, but oftentimes it's really important to look out for the red flags because what you'll notice as you start to date more girls and meet more girls, and you know these exist in guys too, but especially for your relationships, your close relationships, you're going to notice that a lot of people who are toxic have the same red flags. Um, and another note too before we really get into it is that um, some of these red flags, it's like if she has one of them, you just don't want to fucking have anything to do with her. Um, but a lot of them, it's like, okay, maybe one uh, might be acceptable. But, you know, as you get more, it's like you really want to consider just not having her in your life or at the very least, like not letting her date you or get close to her. So with that in mind, so let's uh, start off with um, sort of the hallmark quintessential red flag. And that's that she hates her father. So anytime a girl hates her daddy uh, or has daddy issues, uh, generally speaking, she's not going to be good uh, to be in a relationship with you. And you can flat out just ask her. I've done this before, uh, even like, you know, really uh, soon into the interaction, like, what do you think of your dad? Or like, what's your relationship like with your dad? And they'll usually just tell you. Um, and I will note that, uh, to be, to be kind of crude, girls that have daddy issues are really oftentimes good in bed. Uh, but that's not a good thing to base a long-term relationship around. Um, so we've got a few, I'll just rattle some off and, and Mark, you can kind of go off on whatever you want. Um, always arguing for no reason, never satisfied with what you give her. She's flaky. She constantly says that she's not a drama queen or not crazy. Uh, gossipy, fat, out of shape, uh, or a self-proclaimed feminist activist. Mm, definitely. So circling back to the first one, uh, the daddy issues, that's, that's absolutely something you should ask her initially. So, so tell me about your dad. What do you think of him? And I've noticed that He's a fucking asshole. Yeah. It's like, okay. But like <laughs> oh. John said, you know, she might be a little bit, a little bit nutty in bed and you might want to do that. But as far as a relationship is concerned, probably not the best decision. But oftentimes I've found that the best girls will really love their dads and really have a positive experience with their father. And not only that, you can also ask them to tell you about their ex-boyfriends. Like, so, so what was your ex-boyfriend like? Now, naturally, most of the time it's going to be negative and she's going to make it negative because she wants to make you feel good. But when it's overtly negative and all she does is complain about him, well, what do you think she's going to do three months down the road with you? She's going to say yeah. the exact same things about you. She's going to throw you under the bus. So these are some of the warning signs that you should look out for. I mean, even as close as the first conversation, like sometimes I'll ask that if I'm really jiving with a girl and I really like her, it's kind of like, okay, here comes a make or break moment. So um, tell me about your, or oftentimes, you know me, I like to, I like to like bring it into game. I'll say like, well, why don't you have a boyfriend? It's probably because you're a bad kisser, huh? <laughs> and she'll be like, no, because you know, I broke up, up, up with him several months ago, yada, yada. I'll be like, oh. Um, you know, what was the deal with that? Like, was he a good guy or what was his deal? And you want to listen really closely to what she says, because these are the things that she's, she's like, uh, programmed in for like, yeah. Oh, he didn't, he didn't treat me right. Or he was an asshole who, sl who slept with other sluts or, you know, whatever her modality of thinking is, she's going to give you tons of information just on that question alone. So figure out what, what her last boyfriend did. Now, an interesting thing too, is 
if she tells you her last five boyfriends didn't give her enough attention, well, she just gave you a gold gem to figure mm. out how to seduce her. Don't give her enough attention because that's what her last five <laughs> boyfriends didn't do. And it obviously that, worked. Yeah. That That is actually a really good point. Um, so like, you know, this kind of gets into the topic of like what different girls are attracted to. And every girl kind of has like a blueprint, just like every guy does. Like every guy has a type of girl that they like, et cetera. For girls, it's a lot more emotional though. So it's like, what is their emotional blueprint? And um, a lot of the time you'll find that there's like two general blueprints, right? So the first one is, you know, like a very caring, like loving blueprint where she appreciates a man who like, you know, uh, dates her and like treats her well. And then there's like the abandonment kind of like needy clasping, like pushing and pulling, uh, chasing his validation imprint. Mm -hmm. And um, like, you know, like you said, Mark, it's like if you notice that a girl – uh, you know, if you ask her like, so, you know, like, why'd you break up with your, your last boyfriend or something? And she's like, you know, he cheated on me 15 times. Then it's like, okay, what is it? Well, first of all, like, you know, she might say that she doesn't like that, but she was with a guy who fucking did that. So she clearly was attracted to him. Yeah. So it's like, okay, what is she attracted to? A guy who's a fucking asshole. So, you know, if you want to uh, get this girl interested in you, maybe be an asshole. Maybe don't, if you don't feel like it's congruent with who you are. Right. But, um, you know, a lot of the time it comes down to a lot of these red flags are sort of like external indicators of an internal energy. So, you know, like Mark kind of mentioned before that um, a lot of the time it's a, uh, it's sort of like um, what she's programmed with or like what she, like the energy or the emotion that she's like set up to have. And so it's like, even if you think, oh, okay, you know, so she said her last boyfriend didn't give her any attention, I'll give her 10 times more attention. Even if you do that, uh, like, it's still not going to be enough. Because like, she people, people program themselves to feel certain things, uh, you know, just over the course of their lives. And so it's like, you know, to tie this into uh, maybe finance, right? If you're not happy when you're making $10,000 a month, you're not going to be happy when you're making $100,000 a month because you're literally training your neurology to believe something and to uh, you know have a certain mindset and approach to reality. And it's the same with girls. If she you know uh, hates her dad, if she says that she hates her dad, she's been trained basically to fucking hate men. Um, you know, if she says that her last boyfriend, you know, was this or was that or didn't give her enough attention, she's been trained to constantly look for that problem. Yeah. Absolutely. So what was the what was the second one you mentioned? I I you wrote never, that down. Yeah, never satisfied with what you give her. Mm. So like if you um you know, like I had one girlfriend who, you know, I would like go out of my way to like, you know, I just like see something nice at the store and maybe get it for her. And um she would like be like like I'd give it to her and she'd be like, Oh, like, did you also get me this? And it's like she wasn't she couldn't just be like, Oh, thank you, you know. It was always like it wasn't enough. Like she wanted something else. And um, that's like a major red flag for me too because it's like no matter what you give her, she's just not going to be fucking satisfied. Dude, I had a girlfriend once. She was really, really hot. And um, <laughs> like whatever I'd get her for Christmas or whatever, she would she would go exchange it to get what she really wanted. Like yeah. make me exchange it to do it. And there, uh, was, a, there was a point there where she was trying to, to marry me, you know, like really pushing for it. And I was just – it was those red flags of just oh, being like – yeah, was, was that, that the the Ukrainian girl you mentioned? Yeah, did I tell you I think, about her? I think yeah. I'm I'm not gonna say his, the the guy's name, but the internet marketer, his uh, sister. Oh yeah, yeah. So that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just we'll just keep it at that. So um, 
basically, and it's fine that you said that. It's not a big deal. I mean, we okay. didn't say any names. All good. But it was there were so many red flags, and and one thing uh, one thing I've heard is a couple of things. It's kind of fucked up, but in a way, it's kind of true. Once those girls get that rock on their finger. I mean, you think you have problems with them now? Once they get that rock on their finger, they they like go to a next level of just craziness. So yeah. those were those were some of the red flags for me. And also a funny thing I heard is that when you get married to a girl, it's like pulling a the cord on a life raft. It just like blows up like gigantic. So uh, many times when a girl gets married, she'll just let herself go. And that's kind of a you know um, a tangent that we don't want to go on, but just kind of a funny thing that I heard. But definitely, if she's if she's never satisfied with, you, with what you do with her, what's she going to be like five years down the road? You know, if, if you go get her a drink, which I don't necessarily suggest, but let's just say it happens, at the bar, and you bring her back a drink, and she's like, like oh, you didn't get me a lime with it, or oh, you, you only got me the small size. It's like she's in the modality of complaining, of being unsatisfied. And even yeah. if she's, she's, dude, for me, if I go on a date with a girl and she's complaining about the weather, she's complaining about the service, she's complaining about anything, that's a gigantic red flag for me because she's in the mindset of complaining. And when somebody's complaining, they're never satisfied. Just like what John said, if you're making 10 grand a month and and you think you're going to make 100 grand a month and be happy with that, you're not going to be because you're in the wavelength of complaining. Everything is a problem. Everything is a problem. So oftentimes if I'll go on a date with a girl, I'll really listen for that kind of thing. So how's your food? Like, so what do you think of the service? I'll also look to see how she treats the waiter because I mm. think treating the waiter really says a lot about it. And also um, I'm hoping that she's going to pull out her wallet when I go to pay for the check. And by the way, on a first date with a girl, I suggest you pay, but I also look for that she offers. Like she should at yeah. least like try to pull out her wallet and I'll be like, no, no, that's okay. So these are just really big warning signs that I look out for. And if they don't make the cut, look, you guys have standards. You have to know what you will and will not accept with a woman. And if she doesn't make the cut, like I always have an abort, an abort um, feature in my dates where I can just say like, hey, I got to get going. See you later because I've had – xyz red flags that i'm just like dude i don't even want to fucking deal with this yeah if i kiss her if i bring her home and i you know get physical with her she's just going to be a psycho bitch and just like you know do all these things that i've had experience that have shown me she's going to do so really you want to work into your game these questions because you're the selector here you're the prize she's the one submitting the application so you need to know what you will and will not accept when it comes to women it's very important yeah and uh, yeah, I mean, by if you do find a girl that you know is crazy, when you sleep with her or you like invite her into your life, you're inviting that energy into your life. And so that's one of the reasons why it's so important to have firm boundaries as a man, because like you just you have to keep the bullshit off. You just have to keep the bullshit out, because like if you have, believe me, guys, like the wrong girl will fuck your life up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Like yeah. I was on this date with a girl. A week ago and like I just like had to bail like she was like she was like and it was funny because like here's a here's another sign too so when she does something really fucking like bad and toxic and negative and then you try to cut her out of your life um she'll play the victim card she'll be like I can't believe you're doing this to me like Mm -hmm. do you really want it to end like this and that's exactly what this girl was doing um you know, so you gotta watch out for that, guys. Like, if you have a, a a girl that you're dating or that you meet for the first time or whatever, and she starts showing like a lot of these signs, like, you know, 
for the newbies out there that don't get laid a lot, um, you know, at least like, I know it's going to be hard, but like, at least don't fucking date her. Like at the very least, like maybe you can, you know, sleep with her and just leave it at that or just like be friends, but don't like date a girl who has these signs. Um, another one is she constantly emphasizes how she's not a drama queen or crazy. So <laughs> and she people, talks, she talks shit about every other girl saying whatever yeah. she says other girls are, Listen to that too. That's what she is. <laughs> That's what she is. Like, oh, that girl's a slut bitch. Like, oh shit, this girl's yeah. a slut bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, yeah. pick up on these things because they're they're gigantic like pieces of evidence. Like, you got to be like a detective. Be like, ah, I just got an insight into your mind because you're talking shit about all these other bitches. Well, that's how you are. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a there's a psychological term for that. Um projection where you whatever like bad trait you have you actually project it onto other people to avoid like it's your uh you know egoic defense mechanism to avoid seeing it in yourself so that's why like you know if you ever find someone who's like really angry they'll always be like talking about how like this other guy like started a fight with me or this other guy was being an asshole instead of just like being like no like it was just you know i was being angry and i fucking caused something to happen it's the same with girls it's like Whenever, you know, a girl says something about every other girl, right? So if she says like, oh my God, every other girl, like, oh my God, I hate drama queens. I hate drama. I hate gossip, whatever. Like whatever she says about other girls, you can bet your ass that that's what she fucking is. Yeah, real quick. I have to add this. This is, this is so wise. Um, what, and this is for you, the listener, what you hate in other people, what bothers you about other people is what you have in yourself. It's your ego trying to identify its prevalence in another person to justify its existence in yourself. So yeah. you point it out in another and then suddenly your ego says, well, I'm not as bad as that guy because I, I freaking hate that he does this. So look at that really closely. If you hate something that somebody else does, like let's say you hate my voice because I have a high voice. Well, what's your voice like? I guarantee you a guy who has like a deep masculine voice won't even give a shit about how my voice is high. But you'll often see things in other people that are actually in yourself and you'll hate it in them. So something really, really uh, good to look out for in yourself. That's very good. That's very good advice. Um, Because a lot of these red flags, like I guarantee you guys have some of them too. Like you probably have some of them. I have some, like we all have some of them. So self-awareness is like super, super key. Mm -hmm. Um see being flaky is another one too like mm. and that's just not even for like girls that's just like everyone like i don't i don't like there was a time when i used to i think like try to chase people that were flaky to me because i'm like oh like they don't want to hang out with me they must be better so it's like mm, the dumbest thing think, yeah totally and um you can see it too when you fucking when you see them so that's why it's so important to be aware of it because like you know, if they're flaky, like why, why would you invest in someone that's flaky? Like invest in people that value your time and respect you, you know? Yeah. And I mentioned this in a previous podcast, but if a girl flakes on you, one really good way to to rectify that kind of behavior is to tell her that you lose attraction when she does it. So, Hey, you know what? I understand you're 15 minutes late. You flaked on her date, whatever it is. Uh, just to let you know, I just, it, it really makes me lose attraction because to me being on time and doing what you're saying you're going to do is really important to me. So, hey, I understand that's how you are and just let you know. And what's interesting is girls will often flake on you to try to get you more attracted to them. So when yeah. you're saying it has the opposite effect, they'll actually curtail that behavior and not do it anymore because you're losing attraction for them. So yeah. that's one really good way to um, you know, kind of control a girl who tends to flake on you. Yeah. So that okay. So there, let's uh, let's go deep on that. So 
flaking, right? There's a lot of reasons why girls flake. One of them, like Mark said, is to uh, to try and get you more attracted because they play hard to get. Um, and generally speaking, there's a couple of ways you can deal with that. There's the light side way, which is you know being honest and telling them how you feel, and that works sometimes. But then if that doesn't work, then <laughs> this is so fucked up. But there's the dark side way, where you know you just like play the same game that they play, but you play it better. And I'm not necessarily advocating that, but mm. I know there's definitely been times in my life where um, there's been girls that you know they play hard to get, or they try to make me jealous, and then I just play that game better. So yeah. like one one girl example that came up is uh, this girl that I was like dating a while back, she was just playing hard to get, and it was just like ugh, so annoying. And eventually I uh, went out with uh, her to a, a bar and she'd been playing hard to get like that whole day. And I was just like done with it. And I actually ended up making out with another girl in front of her. And then, oh, what do you know? She fucking fucked me that very night. So it's like sometimes if you can literally just be indifferent and just decide like, you know what? Like I'm done. I'm not playing this fucking game. I'm just going to do my own thing. They'll actually start chasing you. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that brings up an important issue, uh, not issue, but like an important point of um, the meta frame, which is that like her in that situation, when a girl's flaking or pl- trying to play jealous, uh, it's like a, a dichotomous frame. So it's like if she's not the one who's playing hard to get and being being chased, then she's going to chase you. So it's this like either being chased or chase someone else. It's not this like you can just be like comfortable with who you are and like love someone. So keep in mind for when anyone has that kind of a mindset where like they like to be chased, they want to be chased. They play these like little power games, shit like that. And, um, you know, like Mark said, uh, you know, telling them how you feel about that can be very effective too. Cause like sometimes guys won't even have the balls to do that. And so when you do, it's very attractive because she's like, oh shit, like this guy, he's, he's going places. He's someone, you know, um, oftentimes just like telling girls, uh, the unadulterated truth about what you think and how you feel that can be very attractive too. Hmm. Um, L- yeah. let me, let me interject briefly a little bit of a side note. I, I believe all women like to chase men because that's ingrained in their DNA. The alpha male is the guy who has options. He's the guy who is not dependent on outcome and he's the guy that doesn't have to chase women. He is chased by women. Yeah. So many women are attracted to a situation where you make them chase you and there's certain techniques and things you can say and things you can do to get girls in this chase mentality but it, it creates tons of attraction in a girl especially if you if you throw pre-selection into it which is you know you have other girls in your life you don't really need this girl you're kind of interested like she's pretty cool you guys have a good time whatever and then she's chasing after you trying to beat out quote unquote all these bitches and she's gonna get so unbelievably attracted to you because you have other girls going after you and she's chasing after you as well. And by the way, guys, that's that's really the way to get nines and tens is you have to have that dynamic in there because yeah. a nine or a 10 isn't gonna, she doesn't want a guy to just you know throw himself at her feet. The guys do that all day long. I mean, every day she's getting dick pics you know, to her, to her text and she's getting dick pics on Instagram. And it's like, she doesn't need a guy who's going to throw her himself at her. What she wants is to, to chase after a guy. And you think these, these like super hot girls are like super secure and, and super have their shit together. Well, unfortunately, oftentimes it's the hottest girls that are the most insecure and, and play most easily 
into these kind of games that you can set up to get them attracted to you. Now it's a little bit fucked up. And that's the problem with game is that, you know, it's somewhat manipulative, but how is it not manipulative from the woman's perspective as well? She's yeah. making herself look as hot as she possibly can. Is makeup manipulative because she's changing the way her face looks? One can say it is. If you're going to tell me that me throwing out push-pull and pre-selection and all these things that I use, if you're going to turn around and say that women, you know, making themselves more pretty, getting fake tits, wearing heels so they look their legs look longer, I mean, that could be manipulative too. So a little bit of a side note, but... If you really want to attract high quality girls, it's really important to have that chase element embedded into your game. And one way to do that is again to have other girls in your life to demonstrate that to her. And um, you know, you can throw certain things out there. I guess this is a good as good as a time as any to tell you about my program. It's called the Approach Formula. You can grab it at gettheapproachformula.com. It gives you the step-by-step -step system to approach a woman opener walk away with their phone number it's based on 10,000 approaches of me and my students and we boiled it down into one program i typically sell it for 33 bucks but you can get it for 10 measly dollars and on the back side of that you can upgrade to another program i have which is called the conversation sniper and that will give you over 150 lines that you can use to get women to chase you in this kind of way to get women to get these kinds of emotions in them that generate attraction and to make you the funniest guy she's spoken to all night and the sexiest guy she's spoken to all night because you're saying all the right things to generate these emotions. So total tangent yeah. there, but it was a good time to toss in that um, that little you know spike for my programs. And uh, John, did you want to add to that? Yeah, I mean, just real quick, you know, Mark and I both have incredible programs. Uh, there's going to be links to everything down below in the description. Um, but before I forget, I wanted to add one more note too, and it's really important, and it's that. Uh, a lot of the time, a lot of these issues of like, oh, you know, getting a girl to chase you, like just that in and of itself, what it comes down to is just being a man on your purpose. Like that's that's really what it comes down to is like your purpose has to be first. And when she senses that, she'll sense it in the way that you look at her, in the way that you talk to her, in the way that you walk, in the way that you act. And so it takes time to cultivate that because it's not something that um, you know a lot of men have and you have to build it. You're not just given it. Um, but once you cultivate that ability to really be on your purpose and be grounded in your masculine energy, that creates that natural polarity that is going to make her want to chase you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, John has a program, not even a plug. It's just this. It fits so perfectly. Seven strategies to develop your masculinity. And um, actually, I just went through that book the other day and I was thinking about it. And I was like, think about all the guys you know who you know have high testosterone. You just as dudes, we, we can identify guys with high testosterone. Mm. What's interesting is most of those dudes are very attractive to women. Like think about all the guys that just like have sex with the most amount of girls. In my opinion, and tell me if you disagree with this, John, most of those guys have like insane masculinity and an insane high testosterone. I was just oh, totally. it, it like occurred to me the other day. I was like, holy shit. And I've yeah. noticed um, you know, after after doing certain things to myself where my testosterone has increased, um, the amount of wins I get and a win is like when a girl will check you out, approach you, you know, give you basically the green light. Uh, the amount of wins that I've been getting ever since kind of getting in shape, getting ripped and like getting my masculinity handled and my testosterone handled has gone up by like 10 times the amount just because of that, that aura that I put out. So women can really pick up on that. And, um, yeah, partially thanks to your programs there, John. Yeah, of course. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, like testosterone, it, it's so interesting because like a lot of our causes and problems in life are biological. I mean, literally just having higher levels of testosterone will make you more assertive, more dominant. Like it, it's kind of weird to think that a chemical will have a, an effect on your personality, mm. but it's so true. I mean, like more testosterone just makes you a better man. It makes you assertive and dominant. And, uh, you know, just centered and happy and confident in who you are. It makes you less afraid, fearless. So, uh, you know, doing everything you can to boost that testosterone level is super, super fucking important. And like Mark said, one of the ways you can do that is by checking out uh, my program, Seven Strategies to Develop Your Masculinity. There's a link down below. Um, I've, I literally got an email the other day. I get emails all the time. But this one really, really spoke to me. And it was just a guy who was at rock bottom. Uh, who was like, you know, basically making next to nothing. I think he might have mentioned that he was on like food stamps because he was making so little and um, just like sh shit. And, uh, you know, then he, he sent me this email and he's like, you know, after I think it was like six to seven months, he said he was like making so much more money and just like had a girlfriend. And it's like that's what happens when you get your masculinity in order because, you know, I, I wrote an article a long time ago on uh, how the root cause of all the problems in your life is your lack of masculinity. Um, in fact, you know, all these red flags from women, uh, you know, the reason that guys let women with these red flags into their life is because they don't have masculinity. Like if you let a toxic girl into your life, that means that you're not on your purpose because when you're on your purpose, you can sense that she'll drag you down, you know? So kind of going into uh, the next one, actually, I wrote, we had a, we have a list that we wrote down before this. The next one is she gets angry when you do your own thing. Mm. And um, as a guy who's really on his purpose, you know, myself and Mark and other guys listening to this, you'll notice this immediately. And I've noticed it before in, in previous relationships where uh, you just have to cut these these girls out. Right. And, you know, you can give them a warning and, and try to be nice about it at first. But, you know, if they give you shit when you're on your purpose as a man, that's just not good. Like, fuck that. I mean, you want to, you know, if every time you want to go to the gym or, you know, you're working. Uh, she gives you shit. Why are you always doing this? Stay at home. Mm. Like, fuck that. Like, you can't have that. You know, you need to be on your purpose and just be a man and just make it clear that you don't want that shit. And she'll become more attracted because of that, ironically enough. Yeah, yeah. She definitely, on an emotional level, she'll definitely be more attracted to you when you have your own life and your own sense of purpose. Because while rationally she says uh, she wants her to be number one in your life, women actually don't want that on an attraction level. They'll actually get less attracted to you if you do it. So it's kind of it's kind of messed up. They'll be like, oh, stay home, stay home. Then if you do it, <laughs> you like get punished for it in the way that you yeah. lose her attraction. But you know, you, you guys know that now, so just don't make that mistake. But one other thing I wanted to mention is just as how if you don't have your masculinity slash testosterone slash hormones handled, you can you can kind of lose track of your life and get unstable. Well, it's the same thing with women. Like women have, you know, estrogen and they have their their feminine chemicals and hormones and stuff. And when a woman isn't in her feminine energy, when she doesn't have her life you know, settled in the way that her hormones are balanced, well, then she becomes these red flags. She starts complaining. She starts being negative. She starts getting crazy because h hormones and chemicals, those are really, really powerful, like supremely powerful. So, you know, a red flag, if you're seeing these things in a woman, she's complaining, uh, you know, even like you can just see it in their face, dude, like bags under their eyes, maybe like acne. I'm not saying acne is a direct, you know, correlation to being psychotic, but 
sometimes but stress though it's proven stress causes yeah, acne like, like sometimes it is you can just see it like their hair is thin and pulled back and like they just have this like vibe about them that that you know their shit isn't together oftentimes mm. that's just chemical because they don't yeah. have you know their estrogen handle it or whatever you know obviously we're not professionals as far as like what it takes for a woman to be a balance but as a man having high testosterone uh lowers your stress lowers your cortisol it, it ups your assertiveness and all these great things that John was saying. It makes you build muscle. It sheds fat, all these great things. So, you know, not only could uh, a chemical imbalance be a red flag in a woman, but if you're feeling negative, if you're feeling like shit, if you're if you're doing these things, where, what we're talking about as a man, well, your hormones can be out of balance. So I, I definitely suggest you, you know, work on your masculinity, which you probably are if you're listening to this and work on your testosterone, which again, you probably are if you're listening to this. But it's really important to get in balance and then try to find a girl who herself is in balance because if she's in balance, she's going to keep you in balance and it's like a nice symbiotic relationship. Yeah. But if you're trying to get your shit together and then you bring this toxic girl into your life because she's hot Ooh, and she has a nice ass, you're going to you're gonna get devastated. Bro, I've done it, dude. Like these chicks, yes, some of same. these girls are hot. And you're like, God, just be like being behind her and just like, you know, like getting that sex and that ass is so perfect and God, she's so beautiful. But then it's like her personality and it's like – And then you oh. come and you're next to her in bed. Yeah. And like, what the fuck am yeah. I doing with my life? <laughs> dude, I had this, I had this really hot girlfriend – a couple of years ago and like she just had this like super fast metabolism but she ate like shit like we would go to the supermarket and she'd buy like reese's buttercups a coca-cola ice cream and like doritos right and at the time i didn't really think about it but she was a really negative person and a really toxic uh girl in my life but because she was so hot and so ridiculously my type i kept her in the bucket you know for far longer than i should have but those are like warning signs, dude, like about diet. And we're going to get into that with the girls who are like kind of fat or like too skinny or just unhealthy looking. Yeah. But that's another thing, man, is like how is she eating? How is her yeah. diet? Like what is she saying about her diet? Is she drunk at the clubs? Like I don't know if I told you this before, John, but I don't drink. I've never, yeah, mentioned. I've never been drunk in my life and I, I don't – it's not religious. I don't hold it over people's head. It's just a decision that I've made to stay sober because I have a great time being sober. My head is clear for gaming. And um, furthermore, I encourage the intoxication of others because I think drunk people are hilarious. But <laughs> but on a side note, sometimes I'm at the bars and like you see the same dudes and the same chicks like getting drunk like day after day yeah. after day. It's like, well, what does that say about them that yeah. they have to get drunk and artificially raise their light to have yeah. fun? I mean, you know, these are warning signs you got to look out for. Girls who drink all the time. I, I think that's a gigantic warning sign. No, totally. I mean, keep um keep an eye out on like what she's putting in her body, you know, because yeah. I mean, even so there, there's a couple of perspectives, right? There's the short term and long term. Uh, you know, there's the perspective of like what I would think is important is like her self-respect, you know, because like if she's putting shit in her body. Uh, you know, and, and she's out of shape and just like not healthy, like that mm -hmm. signifies low self-esteem, yep. just like a lack of self-respect, a lack of standards. And, uh, you know, it's just not something you want to have in your life. And um, in addition to that, too, it's like, you know, it, I mean, girls can get away with that shit when they're young and guys can, too. But like once they get older, like they're going to be fat as fuck fuck dude like yeah. you don't you don't fucking want that you know yeah so get a girl who's like into you know like yoga or like like health and fitness or something like eats paleo you know um and the thing is too on this on this uh, whole topic as a side note like 
a lot of the time guys try to like be a girl's psychologist and try to change her but like you just really can't do that shit man yep i mean you know you can maybe if she's open to feedback but like you know trying to change someone never works because nope. they're not going to change unless they want to yep and um so another sign we put up that sorry hold, hold on let me let me add to that so yeah. uh what what happens guys is the the dynamic of the relationship is established within the first two weeks of dating a girl so the first two weeks you're going to be dating a girl and if you buy into her frame which is she's complaining because she's negative or she's complaining because her diet isn't pinned and you try to be captain save a hoe and you try to go in there and save her with all your psychological yeah. techniques and all that stuff it's you're setting up the dynamic that you are going to be saving her through your whole relationship so if you buy into that if you if she's like, well, uh, I hate you know I hate this because of this, and you're like, oh no, baby, like look at it from this perspective. It, it's fine. Just look at it like this, dude. You are establishing a dynamic that, trust me, you do not want to deal with it. And I'm speaking from experience here yeah. because I was Captain Sabo Ho many times, dozens. It's of gonna times. drain you too, dude. It Bro, drains yeah. your energy. Yeah, it drains your energy. And as a as a you know a go getter, as a champion, as a high performing male. You don't need girls in your life that are going to drain your energy. Fr frankly, you don't need other dudes in your life that are going to drain mm -hmm. your energy. Get rid of everybody who's negative. And look, we're talking about red flags about women. But just like John said, like, trust me, there are guys that have these red flags too. I mean, just as many, if not more. And you got to cut out these people because you're trying to excel your life. Make new friends. Get people who are, who are living the life that you want to be living, who you can model yourself after. And again, that, that includes women. And look, I know she's hot. I know she's hot, dude. And she looks fucking sexy in that bikini and you can't wait to just have sex with her. But like use this brain up here, not that brain down there, because I'll tell you, it is not worth it. I don't care how yeah. hot she is. Another good sign to look out for too is like, how do you feel after you bust a nut? You know, because there's some girls where like, yeah. like afterwards, like the chemistry is so magical and it's just like, you can feel that she's into you and like, she's just like going crazy over your masculinity and like, you can feel that she's just like a little kitten and like, it's just so much fun. Yeah. And then there's girls where you're like, fuck, okay, like how long do I have to sit here before I can kick her out? <laughs> you know, so like always be looking out for that. Um, Another yeah, one is uh, she expects to be waited on like a princess. Oh, God. Uh, you know, again, like that's not your job. Um, and uh, one thing, too, you can do is like if she says uh, her dad treated her like a princess, like, oh, yeah, I was daddy's little girl. Like sometimes that can be like, OK, maybe like, you know, she, she, her dad was like sweet and she's just really sweet or something. But a lot of time it can mean she was fucking spoiled mm. and she wants you to be her new daddy and mm. spoil her. And I just you just don't want that shit. You don't want that shit. Um. And another one, too, is uh, if she's a self-proclaimed feminist, right? So um, Mark and I were talking and we we're like, you know, like when I introduce myself, I don't say like, hey, my name's John. I'm like a Republican or a Democrat or like a this or a that. It's like, like, you know, so if, if someone proclaims themselves as anything very early in the conversation, it almost always means they have a chip on their shoulder, mm. you know. Um, cause you know, so, I mean, imagine if someone walked up to you and they're like, Hey, my name's John. I'm a self-proclaimed, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a masculinist, you know, <laughs> or I'm like a, a, a fucking, I don't know, like a, a gun control advocate or mm -hmm. a, a pro gun at like, it's like, why is this relevant? Like, yeah. but what that means is it's relevant to them because their entire worldview is predicated on like that fucking topic. So if she ever like, you know, just it, 
obviously it's cool to be you know um okay with like equal rights I, that's such a, a dumb thing to say because like no one disagrees that people should be treated like equally and based off their merits and not judged based off of uh you know uh, genetic things that they're born with but um when someone except, becomes like upset sorry except for isis except for isis that's isis is not okay <laughs> yeah. um so if she says she's like a self-proclaimed anything, like you just want to stay away from that, generally speaking. Yeah, yeah, and and look, we're I I speak for John and, and myself both. I believe that we're both feminists. Like we we totally are into like equal rights for women, and we're totally about that. And you know, some feminism can go too far, where it's like feminazi and they hate men, stuff like that. But general feminism is simply like, hey, equal rights, and we're we're all about that. You know what I'm saying? But when again it's it's the first thing they're talking about and you can sense that there's anger behind it and they hate men stay the hell away from that it just isn't worth it man it's like when you get good with girls yeah. you're gonna have shit tons of options so why even waste your time with something yeah like that? so you put up with less too you start putting up with less shit yeah you put up with less shit you just get rid of them dude like you know at one time i was going on four dates a week and that gives you a lot of options you know, yeah. you just and that's why I said I have an abort mechanism built into my dates and my dates were literally across the street from my house. I'd walk over and if she didn't make the cut, I would know usually within the first 15 minutes, boom, like, you know, have a quick dinner, a drink, whatever it is, and then bounce out. Just be like, hey, I got to get going. And uh, sorry, you're all blown out. You know, she yeah. asked me why I'd, I'd be honest with her. Like, hey, listen, it's cool that you are the way you are. But this whole time you were complaining about your ex-boyfriend and your dad and I'm sorry but that's just a warning sign to me like if yeah. I went and was complaining about my ex-girlfriend on a date I would hope that she'd blow me out too yeah. because I'm obviously not over it and I'm not going to bring she doesn't want me to bring that shit into our you know relationship so yeah uh, she's always talking about her ex you just don't want that works both ways so yeah yeah, yeah um so let's um let's end with some green flags too cuz like there Hold are on. you know we didn't get into the fat slash skinny girl Oh, we kind of touched upon it, but we could go deeper. Do you want yeah, to go deeper? Yeah, I want to go deeper because – You like to, to go deep in those skinny girls? Well, I do. <laughs> I don't like to go deep in the fat girls. Uh-uh. <laughs> um, so to me, a fat girl is a big turnoff. And yeah. I, I know it's fucked up. Like if there's uh, well, it, it's not even physical too. It's it's physical, but it's also just like emotional and mental. Yeah. You know, it's like the yeah. laziness. Yeah, it's gross. well, exactly. And that that's why. It's like physically, yes, I, I am attracted to thin girls. I was telling John about it. I'm like, I think I might have a little bit of a skinny fetish going on. He's like, oh, it's all good. I do too. And I was like, Psh, yeah, right, man. You like those big asses. <laughs> skinny girl with a big ass. He's like, no, nah, I just like True. girls that are hot. I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But I like I like thin girls, like, like you know, very, very low body fat percentage. And, and one of the reasons is if they're healthy – you know, they can get anorexic and I'm obviously not attracted to that because again, it points to their psychological state. Well, a fat girl, and I dare say just like a fat guy, that's a person who's having issues with their self-respect, their yeah. self-image, their their confidence, their self-esteem. Because look, dude, like you're not going to stuff your face full of crap and put shit into your temple unless there's some underlying issue going on. And you yeah. can sit here and tell me like, well, you know, I'm just genetically fat. Yeah, fucking right, dude. Think about African tribes. Think about Native American tribes. Do you, when you envision an African tribe of these hunters going to hunt, do you envision the fat guy waddling along behind them? No. <laughs> Everybody was is in shape, 
is thin <laughs> the way they're supposed to be. I understand yeah. like maybe one out of 10,000 people or whatever the stat is, I'm sure some asshole is going to come and be like, yeah. oh, but you're there's gay. people with thyroid problems. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. get that. Yes, there are. Was it like one out of like a thousand people? It's like, Let, yeah, it's, let's it's even like say one out of one, 100. Let's say it's I not even out. worth like acknowledging because it's so rare. It's so rare. And but, even then dude, they can lose weight. Like what the fuck? Dude, like we're, we're about to get fired up right now because we're both super <laughs> can, passionate about this. But dude, like 75 fucking percent of people in America are fat. 75%. Yeah. Do you know how much, John, do you know how much it fucking pisses me off when I see a girl at the club who's super cute, super hot face. She's fat. Oh, and dude. she's fat. Oh, I'm just like, why? Like, what? Like, what? Are you, like, yeah, you're you're fucking killing yourself. What are you doing? You're killing me, that's man. Like, you can like, be hot. That's like that's <laughs> like if you have some crazy fucking asset and you just like throw it away. Like, what the fuck, dude? Why? And like, I, the, what? I'll see girls because I, you know, I go out to the club just like everybody else regularly. Go to the same place. I'll see girls like six months in a row, and every month it's like they gain like ten pounds, ten pounds. <laughs> and I was turning to my friend, and I'm like, dude, see that girl right there? He's like, yeah. I'm like. Dude, she gained another ten pounds. I yeah. hate that. <laughs> and he always yeah, laughs. So anyway, so dude, like seventy-five percent of Americans are fat. I don't know what yeah. it's like in India. I don't know what it's like in Europe, but it's probably similar. Dude, it's unacceptable, bro. Can you please fucking control what you put into your mouth? I yeah, understand and- it's difficult for the first three months, but dude, control yourself, girl. Like, what kind of fucking problems do you have where you can't control what you're putting in your pie hole? Come yeah, on, and dude, dude, what's what's funny too is like like a lot of girls like they'll they'll be like oh my god like guys have it so easy it's like bitch to fucking get like to be physically attractive as a guy you have to like lift weights like three four five days a week and like yeah. eat the perfect amount of like nutrients and macro yeah. and like yeah. protein and carbs etc like as a girl you just don't fucking eat you just like <laughs> like like fucking like have a salad or something you fat fuck <laughs> like you don't even have to go to the gym and you'll fucking look good you know so um. Yeah, dude, like people are just fucking lazy and fat. And that whole thing about like my, gen- my genetics, that, that shit pisses me off, dude. Because like, oh, yeah. oh my God, it's like, dude, I, I think um maybe pro- – guys probably know what I'm talking about when I say this. But there's this one fucking video. Maybe you've seen it, Mark. Um, And it's like this famous video of like this fucking conference. And it was put on TV, like fucking televised. And there's like three fucking ham planet fatties sitting on the stage and they're talking about how they like can't lose weight and these bitches are like 600 pounds and there's like doctors in the audience that are just like trying so hard not to lose their temper there's like a bunch of memes floating around about it but um it's like i think of that shit it's like 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 what the fuck like it's it, one of the doctors said something to the effect of like um it's about like calories in calories out and then one of the fatties responded with like uh but that's hard and then the doctor was like, yes, but the question isn't, is it hard? It's can you lose weight? And you can lose weight. And that's what it comes down to. It's like people just like, they're fucking lazy and they just make excuses. And, uh, you know, if you date a fucking fatty, that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. She's going to make excuses. She's going to fucking blame you. She's going to get mad at everything else and not fucking fix it herself. So don't date fatties. Yeah. I mean, God, there's so many tangents and so much, so many things we could say about this. But look, I was 25 pounds overweight. Uh, about a year ago and I saw a picture of myself and I was highly disappointed in the way I looked and I looked at my life and I said look I'm being a little bitch here I'm being weak I'm eating what I want to eat Doritos uh, I love that like cinnamon swirl bread that they have at the supermarket and then I'd toast it and slap mm. butter on it and and I would I would just eat whatever I wanted and I was looking at my body and I was like this is not the way I want to look even though I'm still pulling girls 
I look like a chicken McNugget with tits. And it's just not the the reality that I want to have for myself because I'm not showing discipline. So I got jo- John's program, Body of an Alpha. I got my diet dialed in, and I lost the 25 pounds. And I'm happy to report that now, you know, I have a six pack. I'm I'm pretty much shredded. But it just disappoints me that so many people, guys included, will live their lives and just make excuses for not being what they could be because it's so easy to just go to the supermarket and buy Doritos and Nella wafers and, and chips Ahoy and just stuff your pie hole for some transient sensory gratification, transient short term sensory, your senses, gratification to be gratified, just stick it in your mouth. And it's like you get 80% of girls at the clubs. Many of them are like cute girls who are just fat. And what's yeah. that say about them? They have no fucking, they have, I don't want to say no self-respect, okay? But they have little self-respect. They don't have much discipline. So do I want a person like that in my life? And I'm sure Fuck there's no. many girls out there that are great fucking girls, hearts of gold, killer in bed, beautiful. But because they're overweight, they're essentially eliminating themselves from the dating pool. And when I go out there, I even find it hard to find girls to just open, to just approach. Because so mm. many of them are fucking fat. And then you have the other extreme, which are girls who are like anorexic, who are like, you know, and I understand there's like emotional problems. I understand we're not being apathetic here, but there comes a certain point where you have to have self-discipline and you have to actually take a look at your life and be like, dude, like I'm doing this to myself and I have the power to control it. And yes, it's going to be hard. Yes, it's going to hurt. But I'll tell you, when you willingly go into pain, out the other side is more joy than if you avoided the pain. And that's the irony of life. We think that when we avoid pain, sit on the couch, eat the shitty food, we're going to find joy. But really what happens is we get more misery than we would if we just went willingly into the misery, the working out, the eating right. And on the other side of that misery, which is minuscule compared to the misery you get if you're fat and eating like shit, is more joy than I can possibly explain. Dude, I, I wake up every morning fired up to go to the gym. I wake up every morning fired up to eat my clean, healthy diet. I feel better than I have in my whole life because like I finally got my shit together. So yes, it, it pisses me off when I see 75% of fucking fat people out there because it's showing just the pussification of America, the weakness. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just, it's disgusting, dude. And it's unacceptable. Like there, there needs to come a point between being empathetic which I certainly am. Okay, you have a thyroid problem. Okay, you have deep-seated emotional problems. And then there's a point of just like sack the fuck up and fix your fucking life. Sack yeah. up, dude. Tough love. And if you have emotional problems, fix them. Dude, I work with an NLP coach. John works with an NLP coach. We're not fucking perfect. I was at a point in my life where I couldn't even fucking go outside. But I got my shit together and I fucking faced my fears. And the pain that it took to do that on the other side of that is so much reward. So I know I'm getting fired up, but it's like every time I go out, all I have to choose from is a bunch of fatties and then like very few hot girls. And it's getting worse and worse and worse every year, dude, every year. And I live in Colorado. Colorado's the healthiest state out of the entire uh, union. Did you know that? Colorado and Hawaii, one and two. Whoa. And dude, there's still fatties here, bro. I can't even imagine what it's like in Washington, DC, dude. Dude, we need we need to move to like Vietnam, where because you know how like Asian <laughs> culture is like super against fat people. We just gotta move to like Vietnam or like Thailand or something. Because I bet there's no fatties yeah. there. Japan, yeah, dude. Like that's one thing too is uh, like you know culturally, obviously it's different, but like some you want to get a girl who like fucking respects herself and like 
like, uh, you know, holds yourself to high standards. Cause like, I don't know what it is, man, but like, you know, a lot of Asian cultures, like if they see their daughter, like eating, you know, going for second serving or something, they'll like, like they're brutal. Like they're fucking ruthless. Mm. Um, we just don't have that in America for some reason. We just lost that shit. So, you know, you just, uh, you want to watch over your own diet, uh, you know, get a good routine, get your, get your shit in order. And um, if you want to do that, you can check out my program, Body of an Alpha. There's a link down below. comes with multiple free bonuses. Uh, you know, you get access to a Facebook group that we have going. Uh, it's helped thousands of guys at this point just get jacked and, and lose weight and build muscle and feel great. Um, so check that out. And um, also, before we go, I think we should end on a positive note. So there's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a couple of green flags to look out for. Yes, uh, that are good signs that you you know you want to keep this girl in your life. She's in shape. That's that's yeah, fucking green flag shape. number that's one. Good. And she's in shape because she actively seeks it out, not because she's just young and has a fast metabolism and mm. eats like shit. Anyways, yeah. Um, so that's one. Another one is she's close to her dad. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is a big one for me, probably one of the biggest is when you're sick or injured, she like dotes upon you and, and cares for you. Like she's like making you soup and like, like really like, like that maternal instinct comes out. Cause that's like in many ways, I think that is the, um, essence of femininity is wanting to take care of something when, when it's, it's broken or needs to be healed. And so if she displays that to you when you're sick, you know, she's gonna, I mean, I don't know if you're thinking this far ahead or I'm, I'm probably not most time, but you know, if it, if it happens, uh, she would be that way to your kid. You know, she like, that's femininity. I mean, she cares. It means she has empathy. So that's a huge thing for me is like whenever I'm sick, uh, you know, she offers to like buy me food or come over and like give me a massage or something like that's huge. Um, another one is a uh, positive mental attitude and sorry, Mark, I think I cut you off. Yeah. So what I was going to say is what's interesting is when a woman is attracted to you, she will actually look for excuses to show you that she's caring in front of you. So yeah. if she's attracted to you, she'll try to like help out somebody in your vicinity. She'll be like, she'll like donate money when you're watching. She'll try to show that she's motherly and she's caring because that's femininity expressed. And, um, to go back on what you just said, John, a positive mental attitude, that is the number one thing I look for in a woman because it just it just says all the right things about her. And um, my current girlfriend has that. Nothing can get her down. She's always positive. She's always looking at the bright side. And I absolutely love that about her because she's always she's just always in a good mood. And she's always seeing the positive in things and it helps me see in the positive in things because um, I'm not naturally like that and it's something that I need to, to fight against all the time. I mean I just got super fired up about fat people because fat <laughs> girls really fucking piss me off as you guys saw. <laughs> they, they really do dude and it's just a lack of, a lack of discipline. Yeah. And so when you have a positive mental attitude, look, this is a whole different podcast that we're going to do but life is hard, okay? You're going to get a pile of shit. Now, if you try to avoid that pile of shit and don't deal with it, it's going to get bigger and it's going to be even a bigger pile of shit. But when you go into that pile of shit willingly and instead of seeing life as a burden and instead seeing it as a challenge and you go into it with discipline, with self-control and actually choose to, to face the pain directly and facing the pain is again, controlling your diet, working out, Doing work you don't want to do when you have to do it. You know, going to bed on time, meditating, all these things that we don't want to do, that we avoid. When you willingly go into it, happiness is on the other side of that. And you are rewarded with such a big dose of happiness and accomplishment and fulfillment. 
it's actually kind of um, contrary to what you think it would be. You have all these people sitting on the couch watching Netflix, eating like shit because they think that that temporary avoiding of their problems is going to bring them happiness, but it just compounds the problems. So here yeah. at the Unapologetic Man podcast, we're all about going headlong into the difficulty of life, not seeing it as a burden, but seeing it as a challenge, just like a video game is a challenge, just like hiking a mountain is a challenge, seeing it as something that you can overcome. And that's almost like a game. And when you do that willingly, if more people would do that willingly, we'd have 75% of fatties reduced to like 25%. And I'd be personally really happy about that. We'd have <laughs> way more happy people, way less suicide, way less drugs and medications and all this bullshit that people are taking to try to make themselves feel good. It's all about discipline and going into pain willingly. And I know we totally got off subject here. We're like talking about the red flags of women and we got into this, but it's something I get so fired up about because so many people don't do that. And it's so rare to find a woman that actually does that willingly, that has a positive attitude, that goes into pain willingly, that, that really gets after it in her life, that it's like we really want to make a change here because it's, it's really sad what we're seeing here. 75%, guys, 75% of people are fucked up because yeah. they're fat. I hate to say that, but when you're fat, you are being weak. When you are yeah. fat, you are being weak. So anyway. Yeah, you are. Man, I just got fired up, dude. I'm going to have to go on a walk after this one. Dude, it's so funny because like I'm, I'm going to get pizza after this because like I have to hit my calories for the day because yeah. I'm at that point where I just work out so much like I have to fucking eat like so much food. So as you're talking about fat people, I'm thinking about I'm going to get this pizza. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's, that's one of the cool things is when you work out a lot and you, uh, you know, get your shit together, you, uh, you actually have to eat a lot. So like, you know, one of the best ways to lose weight is actually to build muscle because muscle burns fat and you need to eat a lot to maintain that, that muscle. Um, yeah, so yeah, one I mean, other thing I noticed too, John is, um, after I lost all the weight with your program, I was actually on a really controlled, you know, diet of X many calories, X much protein, X much fat per day. And I, I realized when I got down to like six pack level, my metabolism was firing so fast that oh, I could yeah. do I could do almost like a cheat meal. So what I'll do is I'll do like a couple cheat meals a week. And a cheat meal to me is like going to Burger King and having like a double Whopper with French fries. I don't I don't eat sugar anymore, like chocolate, sweets, cakes, yeah. uh, bakery, anything like that. But just like going to get in some fast food and shit. And I was like burning so much fat so quickly. I, I was realizing, man, I just need to keep eating and eating and eating. It's like my jaw was getting sore. So yeah. again, you think that you think like avoiding it is is the way to go, but when you actually go into it, you get to a point where you can kind of start eating like shit again, and you'll still have the six pack. Now, of course, eighty five percent of my diet is like pinned on point, like dialed, but then fifteen percent of the time, I still get to have cheat meals. I still get yeah. to join my fatty friends and eat like shit sometimes like John's going to do with his, his stack of <laughs> carbohydrates and a pizza, a big pile of carbs. It's going um, straight to my muscles, bro. <laughs> straight to the muscles. So that's what's ironic about life is that when you willingly go into something, uh, you get rewarded out the other side. And it's funny because yeah. you can circle back and actually kind of eat like shit sometimes. As long as you have discipline and it's all in balance, you can still eat like shit. I do sometimes. I mean, not much, but occasionally. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, and it's, it's funny too. Cause like, um, 
when I'll go out to eat with friends and stuff, I'll always like eat so much. And they, they think it's like my genetics. They're like, oh, you're lucky you can eat like that and like and look so good and be like jacked. And I'm just like, no, like I can eat like this because I fucking work out so much yeah. and like I'm dialed in in my life. So it's like I need to maintain the muscle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, on that note, do you want to do you want to wrap it up? Yeah, it's been 55 minutes. So so again, guys. Um, we really want to stress here that you should definitely you should definitely qualify the girls who you're speaking to by For asking sure. these types of questions to find out you know where they are in their mental state, where they are in their their viewpoint of men and their experiences with men. And when you do that, you can weed out a lot of the bullshit and and save yourself from tons of drama you know, in the, in the months and even years ahead. So ask these qualifying questions and, and look, it's not only with women, it's with guys too. I only surround myself with men like John who are getting after it. You know, sure. I have a couple like slightly overweight friends. I'm not like that Nazi about it, but, but you know, if, if a guy is, if he's overweight and he's your boy and he has a negative mental attitude and he's making excuses, I mean, dude, the fact that he's overweight to me is a red flag. And it's something that you should look at as, huh, I wonder what this guy's mental state is. Because if his mental state isn't where you want your mental state to be, then unfortunately you got to cut him out. And of course that includes women. So that's, yeah, my, that's so, my sum up. So be sure to, um, you know, keep a note of these red flags. And like I said, you don't have to, you know, uh, just cut all association with them. I mean, there's some people that are in my life that have some of these red flags, but you know, I just see them every now and then. Maybe, you know, cause maybe they'll, maybe they'll get better. And if they do, then maybe I'll want to see them more. Um, you know, you don't want to just like cut people out of your life all the time necessarily, but you know, sometimes if you have to. So, um, yeah, I mean, Mark and I both have products that you guys can check out if you want to take things to the next level. Um, so I've got two, Mark, uh, has one, uh, and I believe you can purchase another one after that. Correct, Mark? Yeah, that's correct. I, I also offer one-on-one -on -one coaching. You can just click in the link below to check that out. Uh, that's one-on-one -on -one coaching with me on the phone, help you blow through sticking points. I actually just had a meeting, uh, today with a student and we absolutely got rid of his approach anxiety in one meeting. That's how powerful uh, neuro-linguistic programming is. So you can check that out. And John, you have three products. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, so I've got seven strategies to develop your masculinity. Uh, and the whole idea behind that one is basically to arm you with the tools that you need to become a centered, masculine man who's grounded in your own energy. Uh, so it basically transforms your game from the inside out. It also comes with four free bonuses. You can check it out. Uh, there's a link down below. And then Body of an Alpha as well, which uh, we've been talking so much about, which is what allows me to eat pizza, which I'm actually going to go eat literally in five minutes, uh, you know, because it's within the calories and I that I have to consume each day. I talk about that in the book and how you can map that out and, and cover basically everything you need to know uh, that comes with two free bonuses, I believe, uh, or three free bonuses, actually. So check that out down below in the link. And uh, the third product is uh, the most coaching intensive, and that's Bitcoin Millionaire. Um, we aren't currently letting anyone in, but if you check the link down below from time to time, uh, maybe you know I can let you in. Um, that's basically my uh, course on how to trade cryptocurrencies to make a six-figure income, and it's really cool because I uh, I coach people and give them you know uh, hands-on tips and advice, and they can see what I'm doing, what I'm buying, what I'm selling. I give market updates. It's like really really hands-on, which is why I uh, don't let that many people in. But you can check out the link down below, and if it's something that interests you, maybe shoot me an email and and we can talk about getting you in. So 
yeah, I think that's it, right, Mark? Yeah, good stuff, John. Good stuff. Listen, I'm gonna ha- go have a uh, ground turkey with broccoli right now, and the fact that you're gonna go eat a pile mm. of pizza, I'm gonna be I can't, a fat fuck. Yeah, I can't be your friend anymore. Sorry, bro, I'm cutting <laughs> you out. <laughs> Pizza's worth it, bro. It's okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. We will see you in podcast eleven. Take care. All right, take it easy, guys.